Take Point on Retirement, a well-rounded show from a well-rounded team leading you into retirement. Listen Saturday mornings for an hour of simple retirement advice from your friends at Take Point Wealth Management, Saturday mornings, 7.30. Welcome to Saturday morning. You just heard it. Take Point Wealth Management is here in our studios, although this is a pre-recorded program played for your enjoyment and education on Saturday mornings, 7.30 to 8.30, here to inform us and to educate us, of course, none other than... Eric Arnett, lead advisor, retirement planner with Take Point Wealth Management up and down the nature coast of Florida within our listening areas. And of course, a certified public accountant and so much more, Randy Woodruff, just two members that make up that team, Take Point, who's ready to lead you into a stress-free retirement. By the way, a local phone number, 352-616-0511. You're going to want to keep that handy because... You're going to want to call them right away. As soon as you hear them talk, you're going to understand why. Plus, they want to put some free literature in your hands as well as that blueprint on retirement, that take point blueprint on retirement where they will set you up in the right direction. It's a $1,500 value, by the way. It's an analysis, a consultation, a valuation of your current plan, or if you need a new plan, take point wealth management. Welcome once again in the studios, Eric Arnett and Randy Woodruff. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How's everyone doing? A little tired after the holiday weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a sign of old age, I think, because I really didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> basically relaxed all weekend. Tired of being tired? Yeah, it's just tired time. of being tired, I guess. I need to get things going again here. Too much laying around and relaxing. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're prepping for retirement. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. Prepping for retirement. Uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about some inflation. Yeah. There's a few things that just keep popping up in our practice and then also some of the events that we hold. And it's definitely one of the biggest concerns. Or It's always been for us in our planning, the, the, the three or four silent killers to retirement. And one of them is inflation, right? Mm-hmm. Not properly preparing for inflation in retirement. So like when we do our analysis and we do our retirement planning for you, retirement warriors out there we actually do factor in inflation you know Mm -hmm. three to four percent into our planning over a 20 30 year period so obviously what you can live on today is not going to be what you can live on 10 years from now or 20 years from now maybe even five years from now heck (laughs) i mean we've seen absolutely insane inflation over the last year things that aren't aren't even reported into the government cpi numbers housing fuel things like that food lumber it's nuts like okay for instance over the holiday weekend we went out eat a couple times prices have almost like doubled in the restaurants talking to a gentleman uh, who owns a restaurant that i guess prided themselves or specialize in lobster so when he first opened his restaurant in january of this year lobster was twenty dollars a pound it is now $50 a pound for him to buy. Wow. So he's like, how do I even, what do I charge people for that? $30 <laughs> a sandwich? It's pretty serious. I hope that it's somewhat temporary. Obviously, a lot of the spike in inflation has been created by the cyber attacks on the gas pipeline, which at the same time we're going into the summer months, which there's higher fuel costs anyways. But then we had the cyber attacks, which shut down pr- production. It seems like they've got that back online just fine. Uh, but gas prices have gone up almost a dollar or more a gallon throughout the country. So that has a huge effect on transportation costs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all those trucks got to move stuff around. And that's what people don't realize, how important it is and how intricate it is and how just raising gasoline by 50 cents a dollar 
It has huge impacts on our economy. For everything. For everything. everything. Well, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because speaking of production and the supply chain being broken down, more than just watching the prices climb on certain things, try and find certain items that you've had in the past. And they're out of them. You can't find them in the stores. Or mm-hmm. in the no, it's insane. Like, it's a good point, JW. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so I'm not going to name the dealership but I drive by it every day on the way in here. They're General Motors dealerships. That's all I'm going to say. There's two of them on the way in. Actually, this morning, it was it hit me hard. My jaw kind of dropped to the floor as I was driving the past these. I was like, they literally have no cars on the lot, no inventory. Yep. All they have is used vehicles. I remember driving by these lots, and you see hundreds and hundreds of every model, truck. They you know, you name right it. away. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, even, they even had to put them on other yeah. lots. They yeah. had, there's no inventory. So what does that do? I was trying to find a nice used car for my daughter recently to go off to college. Guess what? The used car prices have gone through the roof. Yeah, they have. Because you can't get new cars. Therefore, that raises the demand on the used car. So, I mean, this trickles into every aspect of our economy. Not only do we have COVID, which shut down production of everything. And this is global, like overseas. Like we're, I've been waiting on a refrigerator for my house for four months now. Can't get the refrigerator because... Are you serious? Yeah. Four months? Four months. I ordered the fridge, uh, a General Electric fridge. Um, we ordered it uh, in a dishwasher. It's been four months. We And they and they tell us, look, we have no idea when it's coming. Are you washing dishes now? Is that what you're oh, saying? yeah. Old school, You're washing school, dishes? You're washing Old school. <laughs> uh, we got a little assembly line going, me and the wife. I get in there, scrub the pots, pans, hand to her. She dries and puts them away. I, just let the dog I mean, just like we were kids, man. There you go. Yeah. That's uh, the way you're my, my, my kids kind of look at us like, huh? No dishwasher? Like, what do we do? You know, like, you got to get in there, roll up your sleeves, and do the dishes, kids. They're not going to clean themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because of, like, over in Taiwan, China, uh, these countries that make all the little chips and, and components and semiconductors, we don't realize, but every single thing we touch pretty much has a semiconductor or some mm-hmm. type of chip in it, and we don't have them. So therefore, no, this is massive. It's so, But at the same time, now all of a sudden, we have all the states opening up, people getting their vaccinations, feeling more comfortable coming out. So now the entire country, not only the entire country, but the entire world is opening up again at the same time. It's almost like, you know, a little store down the street, they all of a sudden, they've been closed for a year and no one has been able to shop or have any supplies and they open their door. Every single person's there in line, mm-hmm. and, but there's no supply at the same time. There's no nothing to shop for at the same time. So it's in, it's absolutely insane. So what does that do? That drives the prices of things through the roof. So getting back to retirement planning, one of the big concerns that folks have is, is inflation. I do think that some of the things that I read, look at, we're actually going to play a little audio from our chief investment officer, Mark DeRorio, who is a great research guy, and he's done a lot of great research for us. I do think it's somewhat temporary, which is a good I sign. I'm seeing that. some reports that this is potentially temporary that prices will come back down however you know we're we're more vulnerable than we ever were before to cyber attacks there was just another cyber attack i was listening on the way into work today a cyber attack on our meat supply Mm. uh 25 of our meat supply was shut down uh, because of these russian hackers you know russia is russia is interesting little uh government there they when they see Mm -hmm. a little weakness they poke at it you know they're trying to poke at it make it worse and take advantage of it why send our ships and navies and armies out we can do it this way i hope the current administration steps up and and gets a backbone and does something about this because they're just going to keep messing with us and pushing us around which is going to cause a lot of inflation higher prices for our retirees so all of a sudden you're retiree and you think well you know based on last year's planning i was planning 
um, I, I could probably live on $5,000 a month, no problem. Mm. You know, it might be more like seven or $8,000 a month now. I mean, it's crazy. So we've got to plan for this, and hopefully the inflation is temporary. I'm hearing the same thing. You, you said you read some reports, and I'm kind of hearing the same thing. And a lot of what I'm, I've been listening to and, and reading is that with all the stimulus that's getting pumped into the economy, people have liquidity. They want to go spend. Mm-hmm. And uh, combine that with the economy opening back up and production being shut down or, or, or you know, pulled back significantly over the last year, there just isn't the goods and services out there that be consumed. So the demand is just hyper demand for these for these goods and services, which is just causing prices to escalate Shuts, you know, yeah. significantly more than what they really should be doing. And so to your point, I think yeah, I'm hearing the same thing that you know, by the end of the year or fourth quarter of this year, even maybe next year, things are going to start to subside. And, and yeah, uh, I think it's temporary. Back to, normal, well, back to the whole gas shortage thing, the Colonial Pipeline um, hack, that was that was a big deal. But I think far worse than that is is the shutting down the Keystone Pipeline, <laughs> and then and then not you know basically I think they're banning fracking in some or all states, uh, definitely on all federal lands. I just read something today where they're banning either banning or suspending all new leases or maybe current leases. Like they, I don't think you can suspend current leases, but all new leases in the Arctic and in in yep. Alaska uh, for uh, drilling and exploration. So all of that is going to create a lack of supply, yep. which is going to create a, a price increases and it's going to going to put us being dependent in upon these OPEC countries mm. and which we shouldn't be dependent upon them for our energy supply. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I forget the name of the pipeline, but it's a Russian pipeline. They went ahead and opened up that one. So now we're going to be depending on our enemy's oil supply again. Yeah, that's I mean, me, this that's is me, that's insanity me. to me. It's a natural gas pipeline yeah. flowing into Germany. Yeah. yeah. So while we as Americans have I forget how many tens of thousands of troops in Germany, you know, to defend them from the Russians. They get their their, their energy. They're now getting, is it Nordstrom or Nord yeah, Stream? Yeah, yeah, the Nord Stream pipeline. Pipeline. And they're going to be getting their energy from, from Russia. And it's a natural gas pipeline. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, where is our independence? This country was built upon is our independence. Mm-hmm. Don't ever depend on all these other countries. Yeah, basically um, the philosophy, I believe, of the first year or two in, in office is just reverse everything that trump did that's their that's their goal so they're just trying to unravel everything and they're doing it quickly it's not like they're ripping a band-aid off slowly they're just ripping it and it's causing a lot of disruption in multiple industries and anyways one of the silent killers inflation the other silent killer taxation which we're going to talk a little bit about today as well I mean, I don't think we can stop ever talking about taxation because it's such an important topic. Can't emphasize it enough. And if you want to hold on to those government benefits and that cash flow, Social Security, we're going to talk about ways that you can actually uh, decrease the taxation on your Social Security, maybe even eliminate it because, believe it or not, up to 80% of your Social Security can be taxed. So silent killer tax, silent killer inflation. Silent killer fees and expenses on your portfolio. So we'll talk about ways later on the show that we can help you with all three of those. When you come in and see us for your retirement planning analysis, that blueprint to a successful stress-free retirement, we're going to show you all that. We're going to educate you on that, how we can eliminate some of that stuff and even further your retirement dollars, increase your cash flow. Let's play that clip. Mr. Dorio, I think has a great clip. He puts it in perspective and why I think this might be somewhat temporary on on the inflation. And this will bring us into a quick break. We want to hear from our sponsor, Take Point Wealth Management, and we'll be back after that. Right now, your Market Watch with Mr. Diorio. Hi, this is Mark Diorio, Chief Investment Officer. This is the Market Watch for the week of May 24th. I wanted to comment on why, for several reasons, the 1970s inflation concern 
is not the right analogy. In the 1970s, there were two waves of inflation, in 73 and 74, and the late 1970s. The economy was much more levered to oil back then. Today, as a percent of GDP, the US uses 70% less oil, making the economy much less oil dependent. Capacity utilization was very high in the 1970s, and the economy would quickly run above capacity, which is a traditional condition of highly inflationary pressures. Today, this measure is well below those levels and has only neared those 1970s levels briefly three times since 1980. This is a reflection of three trends. One, globalization. Two, changing from an industrial to information economy. And three, technological advancements, all disinflationary trends. The 1970s had a wage price spiral. Nearly a quarter of labor was unionized workers in the 1970s versus today at about 10%. There was a demographic wave upsurge from the baby boomers in the 1970s, the blue line, that correlates very well to the upsurge in inflation, the red line. Today, there's no demographic wave upsurge pending. In brief, today is a different situation than the 1970s. This has been the Market Watch. Well, you just talking about, and we've been talking about for uh, weeks. Yeah, there you go. It gets back to what we talk about on the show all the time, is you can't really depend on old conventional wisdom every decade every year every period in time is different than the previous period obviously we have never experienced a major pandemic like this during an expansionary period mm -hmm. and so um, it's changed things quite a bit but you can't compare it to other inflationary periods because it's very different multiple mechanisms that are affecting it is so much different than the 70s. So a lot of people kind of panicky about the inflation. Hopefully uh, it's all temporary and hopefully this brings a little bit more uh, light and clarity to the picture for our folks listening. And that's why we've got the professionals in the studio from Take Point Wealth Management along the Nature Coast within our listening area. They're here every Saturday, pre-recorded program, of course, for your enjoyment and the educational purposes that they bring to the table. Uh, once again, it's all about a stress-free retirement, and Take Point Wealth Management has got the lead in your stress-free retirement. No financial worries here because Take Point is on the job. Don't forget to take it to Take Point like I do. JW here with you on Take Point on Retirement, the program brought to you by Take Point Wealth Management. We'll be back with Eric Arnett and Randy Woodruff right after this, folks. Eric Arnett is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC registered advisor. Take Point Wealth Management, this station and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. And it's just that simple. We are back with Take Point Wealth Management, a show called Take Point on Retirement, brought to you by Eric Arnett, Randy Woodruff with Take Point Wealth Management, a whole team of professionals right here in our local area, in our own backyard, here to assist you into a stress-free financial future. If retirement is on your books and in your future, then you need to contact Take Point Wealth Management, 352-616-0511. We bring Eric Arnett, lead advisor, retirement planner, and certified public accountant, Randy Woodruff, into the studios to educate and lead us, taking point on that financial future. 
So we don't have to stress or worry about that future because it's all taken care of. If you need a portfolio, you want to test your current portfolio, whatever the case may be, you need to reach out to Take Point Wealth Management. We've got a free $1,500 evaluation for you. That's right. At no cost to our listeners, a $1,500 value. Just contact Take Point Wealth Management. In the meantime, I'm turning it over to Eric Arnett, Randy Woodruff, and their crystal ball to tell us about the future. Boom. There yeah. it is. So, well, one thing is for sure, we don't have a crystal ball. However, right. what we do have are strategies and techniques to uh, combat whatever may come forward in that crystal ball. Get Keep you nimble. And bottom line is if you have a plan, great. Bring it in. Let's test it. Throw a thousand scenarios at it and see how it's going to hold up over time. And if you don't have a plan, then, hey, it's time to get one. And we'd love to help you put that together. The three silent killers today we're talking about inflation, taxation, and fees and investments and risk. So on to taxation, Randy, one of the questions that we get all the time is, okay, I've got these multiple kind of buckets in retirement here. I've got an IRA, I've got a Roth, I've got a pension. Approaching 62, could I start taking Social Security? It's very, very important if you have these multiple buckets that we are putting together a strategy called the the decumulation phase of your retirement. Mm -hmm. So while you're working and you're younger and you're you're kind of working towards retirement, you're just putting money away in what we call the accumulation phase. And you know, it's important to have a plan, but it's not as important or as critical as it is when it gets down to crunch time. Mm -hmm. Not only do we have to put together this master plan for you, but part of that master plan is where do we start taking income from should you need it and when should you start taking Social Security? Particularly for couples, there's multiple strategies when it comes to Social Security. And what most people hesitate to think about is there's going to be taxation on that Social Security. Depending on where your income's coming from in retirement could trigger that even higher. So being that we are a, also a CPA firm, we got Mr. Woodruff here who's been I guess doing taxes for, I don't know, I don't want to date you, but quite a while. <laughs> At least a quarter century. At least a quarter of a century. Oh, my God. That sounds so. This that man's sounds old. a long time this... when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I say that is because we obviously don't have somebody right off the shelf. Um, Randy's been doing this a long, long time. It, it's helpful to have... Randy at the table with us when we're doing this planning because taxation is so, so important. Where do we take money from is very important in your retirement. We have to take money from retirement saving. It's it's critical where we're taking it from because you can save money on your taxes. Uh, you can allow your accounts, accounts to continue to grow and help get the most out of your nest egg. So the process can be a little bit tricky, but the good news is that we can help you guys do it. So give us a call. But one of the things that I think might be a good strategy is not starting with your investment income. So withdrawing from your investments first gives your retirement accounts more time to compound interest. Mm -hmm. If you dive straight into your 401k or IRA, you could cost yourself years worth of income and in retirement savings. Especially if you do it in years where the market's going down. We've talked about that in the past, how critical it is yep. that this first was it three to five years yeah. of retirement. And if you take a big hit in, in your retirement portfolio, those first three to five years, it's, it's almost impossible to make it back up again. Well, that's yeah. a great point. And I'm glad you brought that up because we, when we're doing our retirement planning seminars, free plug for Mr. Brian at Brian's place, we, we hold some dinner events there at Brian's place and they've been wildly successful. It's fantastic. 
But one of the slides that we pull up and we talk about at a, at a, at, in great detail is what I call the sequence of returns. And this slide is, is very interesting. A picture paints a thousand words. We bring up this slide and it's 20 years of the S&P 500 returns. And it starts in like 2000 and it shows 20 years of the S&P. It takes a figure like $500,000 and at the end of the 20 years, the figure is the same no matter how many ways you scramble the returns throughout that 20 year period. One scenario could be that negative returns come in the beginning of retirement and then positive returns at the end of retirement. Well, we could flip that and jumble all the returns throughout the years. It does not matter. You're still going to end up with the same amount of money. However, on the next slide, we show them where if you're actually taking out 4%, which is the 4% rule. Mm -hmm. So now if you're taking 4% out of that 500,000, that's 20,000 a year, and then have those negative returns in the beginning of your retirement. And this is why we say the first five years of your retirement is so crucial and so important to get it right. Because if you're taking money out of any of your buckets, and at the same time we experience negative returns in the market, it drastically affects the amount of money that you're gonna have throughout retirement. In fact, this one slide shows if you invested in 2000, we had consecutive negative down years in the early 2000s, and you were taking money out, you basically ran out of money about 10 years into retirement. But if you experienced those positive returns, those really good positive returns that we've had at the end of the decade here, in the beginning of retirement, your portfolio weathered the storm and you still had like $2 million at the end of retirement over a 20 year period. So think about that. The difference between running out of money and still having $2 million left in your portfolio was based on the fact that you had negative returns in the beginning of retirement. So we've got to get your plan together where we can weather all storms and we can feel safe about what potentially be, could be coming over the next five to 10 years in your retirement. Because people, think about this for a second. In 2007, 2008, the stock market crashed, right? That was 12 years ago. And we've kind of been on a steady incline. You know, the market's basically like doubled or more in that 12 year period. The next 10 years, the market's not gonna double again in the next 10 years, it's just not going to. So we've kind of gotten drunk on these returns. In fact, Mr. Bogle, who was the founder and the head of Vanguard, which was the largest investment management firm in the world, he just passed away recently in his 90s, but about two years ago, he came out with a report in his analysts and they said they see a potential of three sizable corrections over the next 10 years. And a correction is a 20% reduction or more in the markets. And also they see on average around 5% in the S&P 500. If you think about that for a minute, the Dalbar study that we always show people in those, in those presentations is a study on the investment environment, the retail investor, investors out there, people who are kind of managing their own money and going it alone, um, they underperform the S&P by more than 50%. So mm -hmm. think about it, if we're going to average 5 6% and you're only getting 3%, <laughs> and inflation is now four or five percent, at least what's reported in the numbers. I mean, mm -hmm. we've seen products go up 50, 100 percent in the last year or so. It's very, very important and, and concerning to me that we really focus in on these factors and get it right. So in other words, taxation, need to really get out ahead of that. We need to get out ahead of putting together a, what we call our smart plan, a smart portfolio that can weather those potential market corrections that are coming. And at the same time, put together a really good distribution decumulation plan for you as to where we're going to be taking those monies 
form and the most tax advantage way for you. So we're not triggering that taxation on Social Security. Also, Medicare, right? Depending on where you're taking income from and what your what your bottom line looks like on your tax return could trigger higher pr- Medicare premiums, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's and sometimes people have one-time events. You may sell off some assets. You may have a big big uh, gain in the stock market. Or you may sell a piece of real estate, and your income spikes in that one particular year. Be prepared for the next 12 months after you file your tax return, basically, that you're going to have a, potentially a much higher increase in your Medicare costs, so your Social Security is going to go down. Your Social Security payment's not going to go down, but the check you get from Social Security or the deposit you get from Social Security is net of your Medicare costs. So if your Medicare costs go up because if you had, had a, a one-time event or just you have an ongoing increase in income, and your, your Medicare is going to cost more, so your net check from Social Security is going to be less. Definitely keep that in mind as you're, you're preparing your budget. Potentially, this isn't for everybody, so that's why we encourage everybody to come in because everybody's plan is different based on their situation. But potentially withdrawing your investments first from your taxable accounts, your non-retirement accounts, might be a great, uh, great strategy as, as a starter. Whether you have mutual funds, a brokerage account, ETFs, stocks or bonds, they, they are all taxable as you'll have to pay capital gains taxes on those withdrawals. Some investments also require you to pay taxes on distributions each year, like some mutual funds. So make sure you come in and we can show you all that. Claiming Social Security benefits at 62. A lot of people say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and start claiming at 62. If you want your maximum Social Security benefits, you'll need to work until your full retirement age. So make sure you know uh, you go to ssa.gov you sign up there you can pull your statement off of there and it'll show you exactly what you can expect to draw or the distribution that you'll get from social security at age 62 and then at your full retirement age which typically for most of our listeners out there somewhere between 66 and 67 is your full retirement age that's your full benefit so remember every year month, day, whatever below that, that you decide to take your Social Security, it will be a reduced benefit. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if you can defer past full retirement age, you're still allowed to defer up to age uh, 70, I believe, and that's going to give you an 8% increase every year. So, you know, it might be important for you to uh, get together with us and put together a Social Security maximization report. In terms of when to take Social Security is kind of a, you're kind of having to, as you mentioned earlier in the show, gazing into the crystal ball, you're kind of having to take a look and see what you predict the future to be like and when I say the future I mean what your income is going to look like in the future do you need to continue working if you're, if you're still working and you start taking social security at 62 if you make more than like 17 or 18 thousand dollars a year in earned income they begin to take back one dollar for every two dollars in social security they give you so you may not want to start taking social security at 62 if you're still working but then you also got to ask yourself how is your health and this is this is the part where it gets really the conversation gets starts to really people start to get um, I don't want to say uncomfortable but it kind of do some soul searching and be honest with yourself how healthy are you have you taken care of yourself your whole life what's your family history what's your family medical history because if you have a history if your people in your family have a history of passing away in the early 70s you may not want to wait until you're 70 to take your social security because you might not make it to, to take it but if you have lived a very healthy lifestyle and your family has lived a long time I don't want to say you can safely 
assume you can take it at 70, but you can feel more comfortable, you know, taking it later in life and knowing that you're going to be able to, as Eric mentioned, once you pass for retirement age, you can get an 8% increase in those in those annual benefits. So. Yeah, that's important. Nine times out of 10, we'll tell folks, defer it if you can, mm-hmm. right? Because where are you going to get an 8% increase on your guaranteed. income, guaranteed on your income? You can't find an annuity or a pension out there like that. So defer it to age 70 if you can, or, and if you're married, maybe when you get to full retirement age, one of you files and the other one, uh, you collect half your spouse's social security. Uh, that's a strategy you could do there and continue to defer your own. So there's a couple of different strategies that really make sense. But uh, that's why every situation is different. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody's got to get in and see us so we can put together not only how can we maximize your Social Security, that's going to maximize your cash flow because we're going to be able to reduce your taxes based on that strategy planning. And then when we show people on these charts, it's hard for people to envision, but when you show them, they almost don't believe us. If you have a million-dollar portfolio and we can implement some of these strategies, it saves you hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars that you never would have seen otherwise if you didn't do this planning over that 10, 20, 30-year period. So it's hugely impactful just to take some time, take a break out of your day, come in and see us for about an hour so we can pull this all together for you. It's real simple. Hey, if you want to do a Zoom call, I've done a couple Zoom calls this past week. They worked out great. Folks were able to sit right there in the living room and lounge out, and we were able to start getting things done for them. So if you want to come in the office, great. You want to do a Zoom call, great. You want to chat on the phone for a few minutes to see if there's even anything that we can help you with, that's great as well. So I think, JW, you got all that contact info for them. I do. Don't hesitate. Give them a call now, 352-616-0511. You're listening to Eric Arnett, Lead Advisor, Retirement Planner with TakePoint Wealth Management up and down the Nature Coast. In our listening area to serve you, TakePoint Wealth Management. Just uh, throw it in the old search engine on the interweb, and you'll find Eric Arnett right there. And, of course, Randy Woodruff, Certified Public Accountant, two members of that team, TakePoint ready to take the lead on your stress-free financial future. Looking at retirement? Look at TakePoint Wealth Management. 352-616-0511. We'll be back after this. Let's take a pause for station identification. You're listening to 99.9 FM WXJB Homosassa. Take Point on Retirement, a well-rounded show from a well-rounded team leading you into retirement. Listen Saturday mornings for an hour of simple retirement advice from your friends at Take Point Wealth Management, Saturday mornings, 730. And as the music continues, so does the show. Take Point on Retirement every Saturday morning, one hour, chuck full the information and education that you need and deserve right here only on this station and only on Saturday mornings, 730 to 830 from your friends and mine at Take Point Wealth Management up and down the Nature Coast. Within our listening area, they have an office to serve you. They do Zoom meetings and seminars. They come to you. You go to them. Whatever the case may be, don't hesitate. Give them a call now, 352-616-0511. Go to their webpage where you can fill out the information uh, needed to have them contact you at takepointwealthmanagement.com, takepoint.com, or just Take Point Wealth Management. Throw it in the old search engine online, and it'll bring you right to Eric Arnett, Lead Advisor, Retirement Planner, and Randy Woodruff, Certified Public Accountant with TakePoint wealth management here every Saturday once again at this time and only on this station with a mission, vision, values, building a strong portfolio through strong relationships. That's what Take Point's all about. And that's why I go to Take Point, Eric Garnett. Thank you, sir. And while you were rattling that off, the whole Take Point branding, I, 
I thought, you know what? This is totally on the fly here. I thought it's, we just got over Memorial mm. Day weekend. People out there listening might think, what the heck is Take Point? Mm. You know, and why is it Take Point? And I am a disabled combat veteran, served six years of active duty. So it's important to me. And it was very important to me as I was branding our practice to pay tribute to not only our military and those that have fallen and those leaders that have taken the lead in the military to guide us through so many different forms and different areas of combat throughout the years that have provided us this freedom. The reason we were able to hang out, lounge by the pool, have a beer and eat a cheeseburger mm -hmm. this weekend was because so much blood has been shed and so much sacrifice has been made. You know, a couple of years back, we decided to rebrand to take point. Randy and I have kind of a cool story. For months, we would throw names back and forth. I mean, it might be midnight, and he shoots me a text, and I'm like, that's not it. That's not it. And finally, we came up. It just, you I, came up. This is all your idea, well, which I love. Well, Take it, all the credit because you, you deserve it. But you could have said that sounds horrible, and I would have moved on to the next thing. But it was, I, when um, I heard it, I knew right away that yeah. was the one. But I just had remembered this little saying when I was leading my squad, and even in training when you're leading in combat, somebody has to go to the front of the formation or lead the mission, and we always said, hey, you got to take point today. With all of the crazy things that are hitting our retirees out there, folks listening out there, you don't realize it, but there's so many things facing you and uh, so many dis different things that can hit you from anywhere where we're trying to eliminate that and, and protect you and put a bubble around you to eliminate those risks. We want to be the ones to take point in mm -hmm. leading you to and through a successful retirement. So we want to be those leaders and we want to educate those retirement warriors so they can lead their family and they can take point with their retirement. So that was kind of where it came from. And you really want someone to take point that has experience. Right. You know, yeah, so, uh, that's a good point. You don't want the brand new private out of boot camp taking the lead. <laughs> you would be, be going in circles yeah. in the woods yeah. for a yeah. couple of weeks. And yeah. that always takes expertise. It, it takes mm -hmm. practice. It, it takes, yeah, it's uh, a great analogy. Yeah, man. and you're yeah. always on watch. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I actually made that mistake one time as a squad leader. Mm -hmm. um, having too much confidence in one of our newer privates, and uh, that was a mistake that I didn't <laughs> ever make again. So that's the. I think that's important through Memorial Day is, is say thank you. And one thing, I, if folks are out there, listen, I know there's first. Can we? Yeah, let me go, go back to the, absolutely. I, I a, a Memorial Day thing. I, I read something on as online, and I know we've been in a lot of wars as a country since we were formed. I never, I seen numerically. How many people have actually died mm -hmm. in the wars that we fought? How many people died in wars that we fought that weren't even on our own soil? Yeah. This this country it gives has given for generations, for mm -hmm. centuries around the world, to allow other people to live free as well. Absolutely. So we just don't, Americans don't believe in freedom for ourselves. We want freedom for the rest of the world as well. Yeah, that's and, a great and point. that's what I took away from that. When I see numerically, here again, it had it by war. Now, some of the wars, of course, the Civil War was the bloodiest, and the war to gain our independence and to to you know, to fight here at home and, and to grow the country. But then just World War One, World War Two, you know, hundreds of thousands of men lost in those wars, and so it really made an impression on me that here again, we as Americans don't just believe in freedom for ourselves. We believe in freedom for we believe freedom is a right, and we want everybody around the world to have that right as well. So. Amen. Amen. And America takes point for the world and all of us as Americans yeah. should take point in our own communities. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So that's the foundation or thinking behind the name. So there you have it. Getting back to taking point for our retirees and our retirement <laughs> wars, going back to like those withdrawal strategies, it's really important to have a good 
withdrawal strategy in order to combat taxes, make sure you have the right social security plan in place. But one of the things that people often ask, do I do I take from my 401k, my IRA, my Roth? Which one do I take from first? So drawing from your 401k and your IRA before RMDs kick in. So requirement minimum distributions now kick in at age 72, not age 70 and a half. You don't have to take money from those accounts until you're 72. Um, so you, you can start withdrawing money from your 401k when you turn 59 and a half, but that doesn't mean it's a good idea, right? The law is not going to require you to start taking money from your portfolio until you're 72, your, your, your retirement portfolio. This allows that money to stay in there and keep growing and compounding tax-free and, and gaining compound interest. Tapping into your Roth before exhausting other options. Some people um, think about that, but potentially put off withdrawing money from your Roth IRA as long as possible. You know, you paid taxes up front so you can take money out of your Roth IRA and it won't count as taxable income. Mm -hmm. So that Roth IRA can keep growing tax-free. Uh, you can take money out whenever you want. Here's what's really important. We might say this a couple of times and emphasize this. And that's why we talk about the Roth conversion ladder so much is trying to get folks to think about moving their money from a 401k or an IRA today into a Roth and go ahead and pay those taxes at these low tax rates that we're in right now, mm -hmm. because you know taxes are probably gonna increase. There's absolutely no doubt that they are gonna increase, especially on the wealthy. Just real quick on, yeah. on, on the taxes. So we've talked about inflation, big part of the show. Well, taxes are probably gonna be subject to inflation as well over time. They won't go up a little bit every year, but over time, tax rates are gonna have to go up just to keep up with inflation as well. Right, good point. You know? Yeah. So if you don't believe in inflation, you aren't paying attention to what's going on economically. It goes, you know, prices go up every year. Now, granted, the taxes are assessed on those higher dollars, but none, none, nonetheless, uh, taxes are going to have to go up over time. We've talked about that many, many times. Yeah, and, and the cool thing, too, is the difference between the Roth IRA and the regular IRA or 401k is that once you turn uh, 72, like the government, IRS is going to require you to start having to take money out of there, whether you like it or not, mm -hmm. so they can tax it. I can tell you multiple times a year, I get people like, man, I, I just don't, I don't need this money. I don't want to take it. I got to take it out. It's going to get taxed. And then also that income goes to your bottom line, which creates taxes on your, your social security. The big difference and the big change and the thing that's so impactful with the Roth that I can't emphasize enough is you don't have to take distributions from it ever if ever. you don't want to that's and huge when it can pass through your estate to your heirs yeah. and they can avoid they can avoid taking distributions until they retire this is the biggest transfer of wealth tax free gift. tax well, free no, no, it, it, yeah. i shouldn't say that it should, it's tax free to the person that receives it it may right. depending upon what the estate tax limit right. limits are there could be a transfer a, a state tax rate. right but I, so I, I want to try to clarify that, but go ahead. I'm sorry. It's a good point. But being able to take that money whenever you feel like it and then not have to pay tax on it, that gives the control and the power back into your hands, not Uncle Sam's. Right. As we meet with clients, we so often hear, you know, especially clients that are, they've been fortunate where they, they've either they had great jobs, great income, great planning or combination, all the above, you know, they actually have some, I'll use the word excess wealth that they, based upon their lifestyle, they're comfortable. They don't really want to spend any more money. They they enjoy their, their days. And so they're not going to um, 
need all the money they have to live. And so we hear often, how can I leave money to my children? And what's a way that I can, and here again, being able to leave money to their children is always great, but they can do it. And also where it's tax-free to the children when they actually withdraw it or need to spend it. What better way to be able to do that than be able to have your money in a Roth and then here again, the, the children have no taxation consequence yeah. on that money in the future. So Yeah, that's huge. Can I ask a silly question? Sure. What was the whole foundation idea behind Social Security? Was that so the government could have a hold of our money and just control it? Because if we're financially secure, do I have to take Social Security? I know I put into it all this time, but if I just keep my own bank account instead of the Social Security account, if we were to change to something like that here in America, I don't know. I'm just asking, a, is it a silly question? It's a great question. I, um, you know, the Congressional Act that started Social Security and Medicare is FICA, is the acronym for it. I think it came out about during the Great Depression back in the 30s and the Franklin D. Roosevelt administration. And it was basically that was the beginning of, I'll say, our – I'm not anyway trying to imply that we in America are a socialistic society yet, but we're, we're moving in that direction. And that was one of those first, in my opinion, one of those first congressional acts that set up a, you know, something to where, here again, we're paying into it. The employees are, employers are paying into it as well as you're working. But, you know, they are – the government is in control of your money, and if you don't – if you don't make it to Social Security age, all the money you paid into it just stays in the, I'll stay in, in the pool for somebody else to benefit from. So I'm a, a big, big fan of hey, letting everybody pay into their own Social right. Security. But here again, the the risk to doing that is, and we, we, we see it happening with a lot of people in our society, there's not a lot of responsibility, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'd like that kind of playing because I know I would save my money, and I do, but I think a lot of other people aren't saving their money. And if they didn't have Social Security and Medicare, they would have nothing in retirement. And, we're, and we, we see that now with people from time to time where they don't have anything other than Social Security or in retirement and or they're living on insurance as Medicare. And Medicare is good, but the more and more people on Medicare, the more it's going to tax that. You know, tax that system. So I am split down the middle, sort of kind on this subject, but I'll bring up a couple of points that whether we should trust Americans to be responsible enough to save for themselves versus the government. The government already spent all of our Social Security and mm. Medicare. There's <laughs> nothing in those trust funds. It's gone. They spent all our money. So they so they took your money and then they spent it. They didn't put it away for you. So the only thing that's going to provide your Social Security and is providing your Social Security is current taxes. Tax rates. This trust fund, probably uh, the Social Security Medicare trust, will probably never be paid back. It'll be impossible to be paid back. So the the only way that our government can continue to provide that for us is to raise taxes, um, or change the benefit, or you know? push out the retirement age, or push out the retirement age. I mean, maybe where our kids uh, won't be able to get Social Security till they're seventy five or something crazy mm -hmm. like that. I like. I think George Bush had the plan, and, and I liked it. And it was basically, instead of all of our money being collected by the government and trusting the government to do the right thing, they, they were going to set up separate accounts. So okay. you actually saw your earnings and your Social Security money that was being taxed every month going into a separate account, like an IRA almost. And there was penalties in place. You couldn't really get at it or touch it prior to retirement. So I think that would have encouraged people and people would have liked to have seen that money grow. And like my kids, for instance, the young kids, so if they get excited about when you show them little savings, I mm -hmm. they can see that little savings account grow and stuff. And if we actually took the time to educate our people properly, folks that might not be as educated in that area, I think it would have been a great plan and supplement. And you know, that was like 20 years ago. It's too late now. I wish they would have put that in place. But I like people having more control. Yeah. over their destiny because I you know I truly really 
don't have a lot of trust because they've broken that trust. Our government has squandered our money. And think about all of our tax dollars that go to other countries, even our enemies. To help. Mm-hmm. It's insane that we don't even take care of our own people first. Not to get on the soapbox, but gra- I'm glad you brought that up. And it's a great subject. The best way to plan for withdrawals in retirement, you got to determine that optimal sequence to withdraw money from your retirement accounts. And it's different for everyone. Um, so that's why you, you re- it's really important that you sit down and meet with us so we can put together that ultimate withdrawal strategy for you guys. Uh, kind of interesting, I found Voya, I, I was reading this article, Voya Financial found that 79% of people who use an advisor said they know how to pursue achieving their retirement goals. Think about that. So 80% of all people that actually took the time to sit down with an advisor now feel confident that they can achieve their retirement goals. Because they get educated. They got mm-hmm. educated. The study also found that 59% of those who use an advisor have calculated how much they need to retire, while 52% established a formal retirement investment plan. That's somewhat encouraging, but not the numbers that we need. I mean, we need everybody to be thinking about and planning for their retirement and having a good solid plan in place, and then having the confidence and clarity that they're gonna make it to and through retirement. And that's why we bring in that simulation. We throw a thousand scenarios at your portfolio over 30 years, and it's gonna show us what your probability of success is. And then we can make changes and tweak things from there to get you as close to 100% success as we can. So it's so important to get out ahead of the curve. Uh, More than ever today, I mean, we have high taxation. We have our government uh, messing around with our Social Security. And when do you take money? Do you not take money? And taxes increasing in the future. So inflation, all these things. I mean, think about all these things that are coming at our, our folks and our retirees left and right. So that's why you need a leader. You need someone to step up, take point, and to guide you through all that. And that's what we get excited about here. Absolutely. Judiciary Services here within our listening area to help you and assist you into that stress-free financial future. Your retirement is important to take point. Wealth Management, check them out. 352-616-0511 is their phone number, takepointwealth.com. Take Point Wealth Management here on the Nature Coast. Folks, we'll be back with Eric Arnett, Randy Woodruff right after this. I think we're going to answer some questions from some of our listeners, so stand by for our last segment as we wrap up this show on this Saturday. Okay, thanks for staying with us the entire time. One hour, Chuck full the information and education you need and deserve from retirement planner, lead advisor, Eric Arnett with Take Point Wealth Management and certified public accountant, Randy Woodruff, who has a personal practice right here in the local area as well. So you get these two gentlemen as the original team members for Take Point Wealth Management on your side. You can't go wrong as you as they lead you to that stress-free retirement and take point on that secure financial future. The one that we all look to, we all plan for, and we all dream of. But you can't get it without contacting Take Point Wealth Management. 352-616-0511. By the way, that I mentioned that $1,500 value, yours today at no cost. That's right. It's free. $1,500 value, your evaluation consultation. That's the Take Point Wealth Management Blueprint on retirement to all of our listeners if you give them a call now. 352-616-0511, Take Point Wealth Management. Thank you, sir. Yeah. So, Thank you. Well, one thing that I don't think we talk enough about on this show, I thought, and we needed to discuss a little bit, is the volatility. Because I've seen volatility start to pick up in the markets lately. Mm-hmm. So that might have some of our folks out there concerned and kind of maybe second-guessing things. But... 
Um, you're not alone. It's been a wild kind of month in the market. So I wanted to go over a few steps that you can possibly take to help weather the market storm on the horizon because let's face it, the way things are, let's say, lining up or being kind of doled out here recently with all the uh, chaos is that there's going to be more and more challenges facing our retirees going forward. So um, one of the things that um, is really important that we talk about all the time is that rule 100, taking your age and mm -hmm. subtracting it from 100s and getting the amount of money that you should actually have in the markets or at risk or in growth. So just make sure you're invested appropriately for your age. Take a look at your investments and make sure they're age appropriate. You're in your 60s, having 90% of your IRA in stocks probably isn't the best idea <laughs> unless you happen to have extremely healthy appetite for risk and you also have other sources of income, robust sources to fall back on outside of your retirement income. And we see this so often. We have new clients come into the office and we think they're diversified. One of the things that always, I don't want to say a chuckle out of, but I'm always amazed by is that, that people will, will think because they've got you know, mutual funds at Fidelity, mutual funds at Vanguard, mm -hmm. mutual funds with Eaton Vance, mutual funds right. with T. Rowe Price, that they're diversified because they've right. got fun, different fund companies. But when you get into the underlying assets inside the mutual funds, it's all the same across the board. So they really don't have the diversity that they think they really have. Yep. And it's it's unfortunate that, that uh, people have a, a false sense of security. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's that one thing that, that we talk about, right? Lack of education. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how we most of us go through 13 years of school and high school and then we go off to college for four or five years but nobody in that whole time frame has sat us down and talked to us about finances mm -mm. it's insane and that's one of the most important things to a secure future for all americans is to have a good sound financial plan and retirement plan right so education 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 and yeah you know having a diverse portfolio maintaining a healthy mix of stocks bonds index annuities real estate commodities it's really important that you have that in order to protect yourself from volatility same time it's a good idea to diversify within each asset class that could mean holding not just tech and bank stocks in your ira <laughs> but also some healthcare, some energy stocks uh, some financial stocks some as well, some industrial stocks. You could load up on index funds, which also offer kind of a built-in diversity. So having mutual funds at different companies is not diversification. Having five or six financial advisors is not diversification. Um, <laughs> We've seen that recently. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. We have I've always been told that, you know, I need to diversify and that's what they thought diversification was and it's not. Um, you can be with one advisor and we can diversify your assets for you in mm -hmm. multiple asset classes. Now you only have one advisor who kind of knows what's going on. We know your performance. We know your fees. We know your asset allocation. You know, and that's the first thing that our analysis pulls out when we're doing that retirement analysis for us is that report that shows, are you diversified or not? And you can have 100 different mutual funds, and we find that you're not diversified at all. They're all very highly correlated, which means if they're all correlated, that means if one goes down, they're all going down. Yeah. And that's a very, very common um, mistake that we see. So very important to get a to, to get a hand on that for sure a more appropriate balance if you're in your 60s might be to keep about 60 percent of your portfolio in stocks in the years leading up to retirement with the remaining 40 percent in fixed income bonds uh index annuities which we don't like bonds right now so um, we're utilizing the index annuities to replace bonds. That's our bond replacement strategy if you want to mm -hmm. learn more about that please give us a call and we'll explain to you that we have a really good bond replacement strategy for you. Basically, 
having only 40 to 60 percent maybe in that in that growth in those markets is is probably a good plan for you because if you do experience a good downturn it's going to be hard to recover from that mm-hmm. keep contributing to your retirement account when the stock market gets you know gets bumpy and wobbly it can be tempting to pull back on retirement plan contributions until things settle down right but don't do that because you know you're you're kind of dollar cost averaging in at that point. You God know? forbid if it gets wonky. Yeah, wonky. <laughs> I mean, what the heck is wonky? There you go. Yeah, we don't want things to get wonky out there. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if sometimes, yeah, when you take a look at, at so and I, I totally agree with you. Don't want to stop contributing to the market even when things get wonky or sideways or yeah. volatile. But when you're buying real estate, the mindset is buy low and sell high, or you've pretty mm-hmm. fresh. You make money when you buy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wonder if that mindset kind of trickles over into investing in the market, which is a different asset class. So and when you're buying a piece of real estate, you're, you're buying something or it's tangible, of course, but you're buying a finite piece of property right. and you have to dispose of the entire thing basically to get rid of it. And it's a, the holding period is a lot longer as well. You can get in the market today and out, out today, out tomorrow. So I wonder if maybe sometimes when people do get this anxiety about it, investing in the market when it's when, when the volatility is there, does it come from the fact that they're kind of you know trying to employ that buy low sell high men- mentality mm-hmm. which works much better in real estate than it does in the market because to your point you're dollar cost averaging in i'm still in the accumulation phase mm-hmm. of building for my retirement so i actually get a little excited when when the market goes down mm-hmm. and i get that volatility because i know the money that i'm putting in each month into my retirement is going to be getting some cheaper pricing. Mm-hmm. Even if you're in your late 50s, early 60s, you still kind of have that have to have that same mentality where you're still you're taking advantage of the dips and your, your money's kind of averaging in. And that's why we said earlier, if you're shifting now and into that decumulation phase or that distribution phase, things have to uh, be much different for you because if we do experience those market downturns at the same time, you just took a big chunk out of your portfolio. Now you're talking about having to get massive returns to get you back above water. So very important when you're getting close to retirement, you know, a volatile stock market can be quite unsettling. But if you choose the right investment mix and stay the course, there's a good chance you'll get through the scary period with your retirement plans intact. I'm going to tap ourselves on the shoulder a little bit. We have quite a few clients. And even when COVID hit, our phone didn't ring a whole lot because we had those solid plans in place that were ready to weather that storm, like WealthGuard on their investments, like index annuities instead of bombs that have 100% principal protection. So we had a plan in place and our clients knew it before it even happened. We, they knew like, okay, if there is some kind of crazy correction in the market or something hits my retirement, I already know that we have a plan in place to weather that. And so the phones just didn't ring during one of the scariest periods, mm-hmm. I would say, in recent history yeah. for retirees. You know, It happens so quickly, too. Oh, well, I mean, it's one of the scenarios that you planned for that you yep. go over in yep. the very yeah. beginning. We go over world events yeah. and how crazy events could impact your portfolio, 9-11s, wars pandemics we go over all that in our planning to show you exactly how that will impact and how much impact it could have and how do we kind of weather that decline try to limit it as best we can to your point about the phones not ringing a whole lot when the pandemic first started in you know the first few months there you know our clients they know they had a good plan they're educated on the plan they're educated on the markets and and they're you know, they're involved in the plan as well and they help us put together that plan because we have a, a very robust planning process with them in terms of several meetings, getting to know them, getting to know what their what their, their current and long-term needs are. When you do have these storms that arise or these, these, vol- these volatility, 
the client's educated. You know, they, they know the plan they've got, and they know it's going to weather the storm. So, And on the flip side, it was a little frantic out there outside the Take Point Wealth Management family. People were kind of freaking out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're able to bring a lot more people into our family during that period of time, and that was great because they had uh, shelter in the storm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And that's, that's exciting for us because we all work to make a living, but that's really just a means to an end. I mean, it doesn't really get you excited. What, what we work for every day is being able to truly help people and mm-hmm. and, and see where they're kind of um, out there and in the storm and don't quite know what to do. And we bring them in and we wrap a nice plan around them and protect them and shelter them from all risk going forward. And and that's a great feeling for us as well as our, our clients and our potential clients, yeah. What's the old saying where you can take fish to somebody or something, but if you teach them how to fish, they'll feed themselves for the rest of their lives? Mm-hmm. What's that saying? That Yeah, uh, instead of catching a fish for somebody, teach, yeah. teach them how to fish, yeah. and they'll be able to fish the rest of their yeah. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one, man. You yeah. always come up with those good ones. I need those, man. Yeah. I need those. There goes the bill, right? <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. I mean, so much to always talk about on the show. Uh, I think wrapping up, we kind of decided that uh, we had been getting a few questions from listeners and so we wanted to kind of go through a couple of those today and, and this one is uh really important i mean we get this question all the time and i'm going to put randy on the spot as oh if I, as if i am the <laughs> client out there asking this question because this is definitely a tax question and and a very important one in planning and and it's changed throughout the years you know but um this is a great question this is coming from miss phyllis in spring hill and she says that I am 62 and I have been receiving widow's benefits for two years. I'm able to receive pensions from two previous employers when I reach 65. Will these pensions be considered income regarding the Social Security earnings test? In other words, she's concerned she's got a couple pensions and she's probably heard, seen on the internet that income and where you take incomes and from what buckets could potentially affect your Social Security. So, Randy, what's your take on that? Great question. When people start taking income from Social Security, I can read this question from her a couple of different ways, but yeah. I'm, I'm assuming she's, she's talking about income regarding the Social Security earnings test. So, yeah, these pensions will be considered income. When it comes to the taxability of your Social Security, so she's single, they take a look at all of your income, earned income, passive income, no matter what the source. And if you're if you're single, the threshold is if you're earned if you're all your income plus half your Social Security benefits reaches twenty five thousand dollars, they begin to, the IRS begins to start taxing your Social Security benefits. And then and then once once you if you're single and that number goes up to thirty four thousand dollars, um, they begin to start taxing up to 85 percent of your benefits at whatever tax bracket you're in you know so and then if you're married the threshold is 32,000 and 44,000 which I think I said on the show probably six months ago I've been doing this for 27 years and we've talked about inflation on this show as well those numbers have not changed in 27 years so that's maybe another silent killer we don't don't Mm -hmm. talk about a lot and we talk about silent killer as it relates to your portfolio as relates to your retirement income and your cash flow retirement, if so, if inflation is going up an average, I say three percent a year, I think that number should go up three percent per year of when the government begins to start taxing your Social Security. But it actually hasn't moved at all. Every year, more and more people are having their Social Security taxed, and they're getting it taxed potentially at higher rates because that that number has not moved. Good stuff. Do I have time for one more? Yeah, one more. All right, let's go with quickly. 
What do you think, Michael? And this is coming out of Brooksville. I'm 63 years old, and I own my own company. I have $300,000 balance in my SEP IRA. I'd like to retire in two years. What steps should I be taking now to make sure I'm getting the most out of it and do not get kicked in taxes? We've talked in the show quite a bit about Roth conversions. So perhaps one of the, one of the I don't know, maybe we need to find out uh, Michael's income and take a, take a look at it, but perhaps one of the things Michael may want to mm. do is in the next two years do, do some Roth conversions mm. or wait until he um, retires and then do some Roth conversions for a few years because he's working, so right. his income is higher. So he may be able to do some Roth conversions when he's at a lower income and pay overall lower taxes. Yeah, that's important to point out real quick before we wrap up is, what we find is depending on what type of income you have and where it flows to the bottom line and what rate that creates for you and on your income for taxes that we might be able to find when we do all those calculations and, and basically, you know, take your deductions and whatnot, that you might have a certain amount that you could even roll over that won't even be taxed. Exactly. So that's, that's huge. Heck, I'd love to sit down with you and just see that because that to me is like, there might be a portion of money out there that I could actually do a free tax conversion, a free withdrawal from my IRA, my 401k, my SEP, whatever it is, and get it into the Roth and not have to pay any more tax mm -hmm. on it. That, 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 that tends to happen sometimes. Mm -hmm. So. That's exciting, I think. you got to get in and see if that works for you guys. Absolutely. Great information, education, and advice from the professionals in our studios every Saturday. Keep those questions rolling in at info, I-N-F-O, at takepointonretirement.com, and we'll get to your question in a future show. We'll give you the answer over the air every Saturday at this time, 730 to 830. Take point on retirement, but we will answer that question on the air during the show. And as far as Peggy in the Villages and Thomas down there in Wesley Chapel, We'll get to your questions as soon as we can as well. Thanks for sending those in. For the rest of us, the team, Take Point Wealth Management, Randy Woodruff, Eric Arnett, and myself, JW, we'll see you next time right here on Take Point on Retirement. <laughs>